Good morning, Rabbi Isai. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good evening, good morning, wherever you are around the world. Thanks for joining MDY. We don't join, we're here. What does that mean? You're here all night? I know, you saw you were there last night. You didn't go off? We live, we live, we live MDY, we live it. You live it, okay, beautiful, beautiful. You know, sometimes I go... Sometimes I go on three hours after this year and there's still people on there. I don't know, like, they, they literally live MDY. Well, anyways, good morning, Rabbi Side. Today's Shir, we have four sponsors. Listen to this. Oh, I don't know if he could see it, but he listens every day on Zoom. It's a tremendous simcha. It's sponsored by Rabbi David from the Manchester Chabura. For Leiby David's 40th birthday. Leiby David is a Kyle younger man. We take a lot of pride. He comes to the Shia every day. He's been with us uh, probably a year before Brachas even. I had the schos of sitting next to him for over four years. Every single day. He's a huge masmid. Doesn't stop learning. And when we opened up the MDY Kylo, which is the Kylo for Dafiyaymi with Chazaras and they have tests now on a hundred and something from the beginning of the of Shas. I chose him. I wanted him to be part of the Kailal. He's a huge masman. He's a huge schus. To have a sponsor for his birthday. Beautiful. Today's also sponsored by Jonathan Austin. Le'ilu nishmas ma'izeidi. Moshe Yitzchok ben Eliyoa Koyen. On his 13th yard side. Yud Gimel of. The Nishom should have an Aliyah. Going to this side. Sponsored by Marty Karen. For a shidduch, for my daughter. This is an individual who lives right next to my sister in Atlanta, Georgia. But he's not sponsoring Atlanta. I think somebody else is sponsoring over there. Rabbi said, once again, we have a hundred locations. Atlanta, Georgia is one of them. A shidduch for his daughter, Rina Zahava Bas Malka Shaina. I know he wanted to add his wife also. That was later on. So it's be schus for his wife. I don't know her name. And in schus, Rabbi said, you know this guy. Menachem Mendel Ben Simcha, who's that? Honoring our upcoming five-town daf siyum. And thank you, Binyamin and Jay, who make up the board of directors for the siyum, for all the work they're doing, the use of the barbecue, backyard, and swimming pool. Thank you, Rebelli. Thank you, Hashem. And thank you to my wife, Erlene. Without her, none of this is possible. She inspires my Torah steady daily. P.S. We're going to be bigger than Borough Park. I bet they won't have a swimming pool. <laughs> I hope it's kosher. I heard that he has two swimming pools, actually. I'm serious. They're going to have two. They're going to have men, women, whatever. We're going to transmit from the men's side only. Rabbi said we have a beautiful daft today. Let's see if I could even find an email here. Uh, we have a lot of emails. I got this one email. i got to show you this. It's, um, it's very long. This is the email. I need to read it someday. I mean, not all of it in one shot. Maybe I'll just break it up in five different days. That's how long it is. It's a beautiful, one of my favorite emails, actually. Once I said the Hall of Fame, so this guy sent into the Hall of Fame. Um, is Zoom a little off? Is it tilted or is it just these background things? Okay. This is from B. Kugelman. 
During Corona, my younger brother watched your 8-minute daven sometimes in your full shear, either before or after learning the daven with his chavrusa. Being that I'm home with him, got to watch part of the shear and sometimes enjoy it a lot. Now every day I make sure to watch the beginning and end of the shear and Torah anytime. It's amazing how you portray so much Ahavis at Torah. You love for learning the daven is unbelievable. So obviously you want others to experience it as well. I was wondering if it's possible to live stream the seum on Torah anytime. Great idea. Could we live stream the seum on Torah anytime? We got to talk to our tech guys. I think you might get more people to join MDY team, which is basically your goal. Thank you for all that you do, for the Klal. Are you related to Abba Stefanski? All Stefanskis are related. My brother had an inspiring incident with him almost 20 years ago. We'd love to share the story with his family. Yes, we're related. All right. Rabbi Sai, real quickly, last night I said over bonus material on the DAF. And somebody said, it's not fair that the morning guys didn't get to hear it, so I want to share it with you real quickly. It's, uh, it's not a story, it's actually a Dvar Torah. But real quick, it's a, it's a good piece, because we're learning the Mishnah that you do a lottery for children. They're complaining about what size meal they have, whether they, each one wants a different portion, they want a better candy. So you do. By the way, Lev, Lev, I read an email, I don't know if you heard it, do you watch uh, YouTube later on? Because a guy said that... Because of you, you changed his entire Tisha B'Av. You gave him inspiration. I'm serious. Guy, Ben Lapidus, I read it yesterday. You weren't on. So, the Mishnah says that you make a lottery for children. Children only. I was thinking that it has to do with this week's parasha. Because in this week's parasha, the famous question says, You shouldn't, you shouldn't desire your friend's house, wife, etc. So everybody asks, I mean, if I have a natural desire, I see a beautiful house, I want it for myself, why not? I mean, how could I overcome that natural inclination? So, one of the famous Tirutzim is, it says, If you take the entire package of your friend, then you'll see nobody wants everybody, that, that nobody wants the entire package. Because that guy, he had death and then sickness and this and that. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's a nice house. You have to take the whole thing. I think it's a lot simpler, and I'm sure somebody says it's so simple, somebody must say it. I haven't seen it, but whatever, you guys will send it to me. It's based on the Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim says, there's a guy that comes up to Shemayim, and he's busy beating people up when he was alive. So they tell him, you have to go to Geherim, or you could choose and come back down to this world and not hit people. So he says, I'll take Gehenim. So they start taking him towards the Gehenim, and as they get closer and closer, he feels the heat. And he realizes it's a terrible idea. So he says, stop, I want to go back down. So they say, okay, let's go back down. Right before they go down, he says, listen, I, but I don't want arms. Don't give me arms because I'm going to beat, beat people up. They say, hey, that's not, that's not, you have to have the Nisayan that you want to beat people up. And you're not. He says, no, he cries and screams and he brings in the, the malachim. And he turns over, the velt. He, mommy, he turns over the world. And they said, you know what, fine, your great-grandfather, we'll let you go down without arms. He's born without arms, his mother goes, oh! whatever, and shite, he comes into the world. He gets older, he starts crying to Hashem, he says, what's going on? It's not fear, all my friends have arms and I don't have arms. And what he doesn't understand is that he requested it, he wanted it. So the point is, that our lot in life, is what we requested or what is better for us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what's better. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that you should have a one-bedroom house in, a, in, a, in a, a garbage neighborhood somewhere. 
That's because it's better for you. That's what you wanted. You didn't want the big house. Because in the last guild or whatever it was, you were nikshah with the big house. So what do you, if you understand that what you have is perfect for you, then you don't even start being jealous. That, that's the vart. Okay. Zakti Gemara. We are holding today's daf kuf nun. Kuf nun. Unbelievable. We're getting there. We're, we're, we're inching towards it. Wow. We spent a lot of time in that vart. Okay. Says the Gemara. Va'omer Rav Yehuda, five lines from the bottom of Kuf Mem Tes. Va'omer Rav Yehuda, Omer Rav. Rabboisai. We have to make some uh, big announcements. If anybody can, please, if you are hosting a place, if you're one of those hundred people that are hosting a place, or you're part of that group, and you don't want to speak live, send in a, a selfie video of anything. Send it to Davir Madav, speak to Yosef, get it to him. So we could edit it, put it together nicely, and we'll have it streamed during our... seems you don't have to go live. We'll have live, we'll have pre-recorded. If you're one of those people, please send in your video. Okay. I don't have time. I, got it. I, had it. I wanted to tell you this crazy story, but I can't tell it. When Nebuchadnezzar went into Gehenim, Everybody trembled. Amru, Shemalim Shalalayim Uba. Maybe he came, this ruler, this Meshuggah is here. Here he is again. Shemalayim. Oile Cholois. Or maybe just to weaken him up a little bit in the fire. Do a little barbecue on him. Kemoisim Uba. Shemalayim Gamata. Chuleisa Chamaynu. You got weak like us. Elena Nimshalti. You're similar to us. Yatsa Baskal Varmra. Sakish Borch was screaming out. There's a Baskal. Memino Amto. Who are you? Better than more naim, redav v'ashachva v'hashkeva es arelim. Go lay down there like all the other goyim. You're you're done. You're not a, you're not chashiv. You're not going to rule anybody. Eich shavas neiges. How did this ruler stop? Shavsa madheva. He stopped doing the golden thing. This golden one. What does that mean? Omer Rabbi Yehuda Rav. Shavsa muzu. This bavel. The vuchanetzer is bavel. They used to say, go, measure, and bring. In other words, they took crazy amount of taxes from people. It's from Lashon also. Madheva, right? The word, Madheva. In other words, go bring without any measurement. There's no rhyme or reason. Go give me taxes and finish. Nebuchadnezzar says, after, as she says, after he was an animal for seven years, that was his punishment, he comes out, and Agash Baruch gave him something even better than he had before. He rode a male lion. He, was, he showed that he was able to overcome a male lion, the strongest animal, the, the, the symbol of strength in this world. He took a large snake, Tied it as the as the yoke of the of this lion. I don't know if that's the right word. There's probably a better word for those, you know, the leather strap. I have here a boy say a picture of a of a non-Jew who's able to overcome a lion. A male lion. His name is Richard. He's literally riding this lion. Look how small a person is. He's, the lion looks literally three times the size. If you look at the head. Head to head, body to body. It's, this is a tr- real picture. He owns this line. There's also, I have a picture of a Jewish kid. 
with a with a female line. It's a, it's a little different. Different, different. Okay. Zog I have to tell you the story. I know we don't have time, but I have to tell you the story. Twenty-eight years ago, Mutti Frankel got married in Milwaukee, and I went to the wedding. I'm sitting at the chuppah. I, I probably told you the story, but it, it has to do with yesterday. I'm sitting at the chuppah, and they say. Uh, Mechubed with Eidik Kedushin, a great friend of the Chassan, Eli Stefanski. I'm only 19 years old. Wow. Eidik Kedushin, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, so I jump up. I run to the chuppah. I'm so excited. I'm sitting there. I'm proud. I'm like boasting. And uh, under the chuppah, Reb Aaron Shecht, the Roshiva of Chaim Berlin, who was my Roshiva at the time, he looks at me, and he didn't realize the microphone is on. He says, you? You're puzzled for Eidus. Go back to your seat. I was like, I was like, yeah, okay, great. And I, I go, I go down. I was, I was excited. I don't know why. I thought it was, it was great that Rashiva spoke to me. I was on, on the chuppah. Just the fact that I was there, was, he was right. I, I, what is this unmarried kid? Because it's one of the most chashva things today. Me and Noah were zeichet to be once Adam together. The little nineteen-year-old schnook, Adam Kedusha, and you have to. I don't know if he really meant it. I was a good kid. Fine. Fast forward. 28 years, I'm sitting at a chuppah last night, at my chavruz's thing, and as a joke, they announced, Harav Hagoyin, Harav Rebelio Stefanski. I'm like, oh, I, I could tell you, in all seriousness, I had so much more hanah when I was 19 years old and got kicked off that chuppah than, than getting that silly bracha. Anyway, if you ever want to be mechavit me at a chasana, please do not give me a bracha. That was the maizah. So, hey, the revenge was there. 20, it took 28 years. To make up for that bazillion. Actually, last night was a bigger bazillion. Harav, and everybody's laughing. The, the, but the thing was, there was only 20 people there from each side. It was one of these, the smallest, the, the smallest chasen I've ever been to in my life because of the thing. Zagdi Gemara. Says the Mishnah. You're not allowed to hire workers on Shabbos that they should do work for you tomorrow. In other words, don't go over to the guy and say, hey, how much do you take? I needed you to build me a house on Sunday. And the Gemara is going to ask the question, of course, if you can't do it, of course you can't tell your friend to do it for you. It's not only that, it's Amira Yehudi and So talking about Erevin a little bit. Here's the, your house. Even if you put an Erev over here 2,000 amas away, so you let another 2,000 amas, that's it. You stop right over here. You can't move any, you can't go to this direction at all. You cannot wait here on Shabbos thinking about doing something Matzi Shabbos, like waiting for a taxi to come. I don't know if it's the same thing. Oh, you got to go on a vacation and there's a taxi wait. You can't wait over here, so you're going to do something usher, which walking, continuing to walk is usher. So you can't do that. You can't wait. Wait for Shabbos to be over. wait by the Why are you waiting there? Because you're going to get some workers, which is Asr on Shabbos. So you're waiting at the Tchum to do something that's Asr. Or to chop the fruit off that's attached to the ground, which is Asr. But I'm allowed to go all the way to the end of the Tchum to make sure that nobody steals fruit from my vineyard, from whatever, from my, 
from my payrace. That's allowed. I'm allowed to watch my field on Shabbos. So I go all the way there. And now, as a trick, sort of, it's not a real trick, because what I'm doing is mutter, or maybe payers be other. Then, after Shabbos, I just grab some fruit from my field and I bring it back home. To go there to get the fruit is also. But to go there to watch my field is mutter. Once I'm watching it, then I bring the food. Klal Omer Abba Shol. So Abba Shol says a cloud, the Gemara is going to explain what, it talks, what it's talking about. Kol Shani Zakeb Amirosoi. If I'm allowed to say a certain thing on Shabbos, Rishayari Lahabshacholo. So I'm saying that I'm going to do a certain thing tomorrow, that's allowed. So then I'm allowed to walk there and stay there by the Tchom, by the end of my Tchom where I can't walk any longer. I'm allowed to remain there until Shabbos is over. Maishnahu, Umaishnachavera, asking more of the, the obvious question in the beginning. If I can't hire a worker on Shabbos, I can't tell my friend to do it. Of course I can't tell my friend to do it. He's your good buddy, but he's not Jewish. But if he's not Jewish, to tell a guy, we already established this. You don't need a, a special Mishnah to tell us. We already had a Mishnah that Amir La'akum is Asur. I disagree. We're not talking about a non-Jew. We're talking about a Jew. The Mishnah is not telling me that you cannot tell him on Shabbos. To do malach, the mission is telling me a side thing. The diok is what I want from the Mishnah. The halacha that I can't tell my friend, of course I can't tell my friend because I can't do it myself. But this is a chiddush. You have a, a nice electrician that, that, that goes to your shul. So you tell the electrician on Shabbos, hey, could you come pay me a visit once Shabbos? Now you don't tell him. My air conditioner is not working, my lights are out. You just say, could you please come visit me? Now he understands what you want, you understand what you want, everybody understands, but there's no words discussed here. That's a chiddush that it's mutter on Shabbos. And who's this Mishnah? Now who's Rabbi Shua ben Karcha? I have, I have water. Oh, Yishkoyach come, come say hello to everybody. Come, come, you have to come. Happy anniversary to me, Yishkoyach, from the whole shir. Appreciate it. Who's Yeshua ben Karcha? So, there's a whole beautiful Taisis here. We don't have time anymore, but Taisis goes in. Yeshua ben Karcha might be, yeah, maybe not over there. It's, it's going to distract somewhere out of the frame. So, Yeshua ben Karcha is the son of Rebbe Kiva, who is bald. Now, says Tysus, it's not nice to make fun of bald people. You know, I, I don't do things like that. So, it's, it's says Tysus, it's, it's possible that they made a joke like that. Yeah, a one-time joke. I'm poor him, fine. You, you could do it a one-time thing. But to keep on mentioning the guy's bald and call him Yeshua Ben Karcha, the son of the, the bald one. So he goes through a whole thing, doesn't agree. <clears throat> We're going to have to say that according to Rashi, <clears throat> At the end of the day, finally, at the end of Taisus, Taisus doesn't say this, but you have to say that Rabbi Kiva actually was married beforehand. Rishua was the son. He proves a whole beautiful proof that's impossible because by the time that Rabbi Kiva was 40 years old, then he became this. It's impossible. They gave him a bracha. A whole cheshman, beautiful cheshman. Bottom line is, if we want to say that this is the son of Rabbi Kiva, then we have to say that he, had, he was married beforehand. We actually mentioned it last time that we spoke about Rabbi Kiva. He might have been married before he married Rachel. 
and he had a child from that marriage. Says Gemara, that you're allowed to tell your friend, I, we, you know, we're holding Andaf Kufnun, and we haven't mentioned the, the oldest joke in the book, but Lev might have not heard it. And Seth, two people out of the thousand or more people, whatever, that what? This guy in Shul, we have to say it, because it's a chiv. I, I held myself, I said it's such a boring joke, I can't say it, but it's neget to hear. Guy in Shul says, Nish Shabbos Geret, I have a car. Nish Shabbos Geret means you're not allowed to say this on Shabbos. So I'm not allowed to say this on Shabbos, but I have a car for sale. Are you interested in buying it? And the guy says, Nish Shabbos Geret, yes, how much do you want? So he says, Nish Shabbos Geret, I want $5,000. Fine. 20 minutes later, the guy comes to him and says, Nish Shabbos Geret, I'd like to buy your car. And he tells him, Nish Shabbos Geret, I already sold it. What's, so that's the joke. Why do people say this joke? Because of this Gemara. You think, you get confused that in certain ways, we just said, if you say, hey, could you come to my house, Motzi Shabbos? Now, he, everybody knows he's a plumber, he's an electrician. What is he doing in your house? He never came to eat chont with you. He's, he's coming for one reason. You're allowed to say it. If you say it in a certain way. What about thinking about it? No. My time is the Rabbi those psukim that many of us took on to start saying before Kiddush in the morning. You have to talk in a certain way on Shabbos. Question, I have a Shiloh for you. You're not allowed to say certain things on Shabbos. You're not allowed to hire them. What kind of hearer, and you're allowed to think about things. You're allowed to think about business. That's okay. What hearer on Shabbos is not permitted? Rabbi say, think about it. A hearer that during the week would be okay, but on Shabbos is also. The answer is something that might make you sad. So if you're thinking about a loss, now I'm not so sure that you're allowed to think about it during the week. But on Shabbos is a special issue, you're not allowed to be sad. So you're not allowed to bring yourself to being sad on Shabbos. Thinking about a loss, about a this, about a, you're not allowed to think about it. Ravachabaravunalurava. Say that there's a difference between talking and thinking. That means that hearer, thinking about something is not like speaking. Because thinking is mutter, speaking is also. To think about a plumber on Shabbos that you want to bring him in is okay, but to actually speak about it is also. You're not allowed to think in learning. You're, you're supposed to think in learning all day. But not in a bathroom, in a bathhouse. Oh, but you just told me that thinking is okay. So why is Torah different? Why are you not permitted to think about Torah in a bathroom? It's only thinking. You're allowed to think about Chil Shabbos. So why can't you think about Torah? Shani awesome. The bi'inon v'hoyo machanecha kodesh so, there's a special pasuk that tells me do not think in learning in the bathroom. But you're right. Thinking is not talking. Thinking is very different than talking. When you have a special pasuk that tells you, there's a very interesting Rashi here, and I'll say it quickly. Rashi says, Jews are constantly thinking halavai. I just took that word in. In learning. Rashi says, Jews always think in learning. And therefore, I need a, a perfect machna, camp, and I can't have people, 
you know, the Pesach is talking about you have to cover up the Tzoya, etc. But you can't have people thinking and learning. There. It says It says the word Davar, so maybe that's the Pshat. Maybe, maybe there's a Mephorosh Pesach that says that Dibur is Asr, and here is Mutter. No, look at the Ravi Yehuda. Dabar Ravi Yehuda. Akumarum. Also, Likris Kriyashma Kenegdoi. It seems like from Rashi. You're not allowed to say Kriyashma while you're looking at a live erva, even that of a guy. And that's what the Pasuk comes to tell me. Not to say, of course, here is also in a, in a bathroom. This Pasuk is not saying that here is mutter because it says the word Davar. This Pasuk is coming to tell us a new halacha. You're not allowed to talk in Torah, you're not allowed to say Kriyashma in front of an erva, even that of a guy. Certainly, a Jewish erva, but even that of a guy, why would I think there's a distinction of Al-Akum, Kivin, Dechsivbei, Asher Besar Chamarim Besarom, Halachakli, they have a halacha of the flesh of a Chamar, Ema Shafir Domi, maybe you could, maybe it's not also to say Shema in front of the erva of a guy, which is the halacha of a Chamar, Kamash Malon. Ema Chinami, maybe you should be able to say Kriyashma in front of the erva of a guy, Omakro, Verva Savim, Lairo, by Noyach. What was Noyach? Noyach was not Jewish. It's interesting. Noyach, was Noyach a Ben Noyach or he was a Noyach? Anyway, just a joke. So Noyach was a Ben Noyach. He has a lot of a Ben Noyach. He's the son of Noyach. He is, he's actually Noyach. He's not Jewish. But his erva has a lot of a regular erva. There's no distinction between Jewish erva, non-Jewish erva, also to say Kriyashma in front of it. Rabbi said, this is something that we have to learn these halachas coming up because I think people are very nichshal on this. People don't realize what they're doing sometimes. When they speak on Shabbos, you'll talk about an upcoming trip, about a chasana. I heard a guy, literally, this past Shabbos, ask somebody, this chasana I was going to, how much is this chasana costing you? That is usr. You're not allowed to ask somebody how much it's going to cost you. You could ask him how much it cost already. But how much is going to cost is also. How much is your house going to cost? Which is a common question in Israel. How much do you make? Or how much did your house cost? So these questions are not permitted on Shabbos. If it's for the future. In the past, it's okay. How much money do you have in the bank? I heard you're richer than so-and-so. Is that true? Wait a minute. If I'm calculating a mitzvah, I'm allowed to do it on Shabbos. I'm allowed to decide how much money I'm giving to a certain poor person on Shabbos. Oh, didn't we just learn you're not allowed to do erichin on Shabbos? You're not allowed to say erkiyolai. Whatever my value is, that's different. Erkiyolai, you're actually creating a transaction right now. You become, you are chayev. By the way, Judah, I see you. Thank you for being on here again. Judah David, Shalom Aleichem. So you're creating a transaction. But if you promise tzedakah on Shabbos, yes, you're mechuyev to keep. But it's not a transaction. So that's why Erchin is also on Shabbos. Trumas and Meister is also on Shabbos. You just learned it the other day. But tzedakah, okay. Now, by the way, it's not so simple that you could donate money on Shabbos. You certainly also, it's also to donate a specific thing. You know, say, I'm giving a Sefer Torah. Also on Shabbos. I'm giving the mantle to the Osir. Money might be okay. Aliyah, the, the Mishabur, the they talk about it, says if 
it says in a place that you are makel, then it's okay. Meaning that it's not the most gishmaka thing to do on Shabbos, to donate money. That's why when they say, Bavur uh, Eli, I don't do it. I'm makbid in this and then afterwards, I whispered to myself, 25 cents, or whatever. Okay, fine. Certainly, according to the guy, it's awesome. So you're allowed to take care of dangerous things and things that are important for the Tibur because it's dangerous, corona stuff, whatever. You go to the shoals, you deal with it, you talk about it, you get it done. You let it go to theaters and to circuses. In our days, I would think the equivalent is like a baseball game. You go with the non-Jew on Shabbos to a ball game, you sit there with him, or let's say to a golf course, because a lot of business is done on the golf course. It's so not Shabbos to go to a golf course and everybody's riding around in the little golf carts, and you're sitting there with your suit and your tie, you're talking to this guy trying to get some business done. Mutter, in order to get something done for the tzibur, mutter. You let it discuss, and to discuss a child, a tutor, and to get him a good job, to teach him umnos. Uh, uh, How do you say umnos in English? Kids there, teach him skills. Trait, a trade, thank you. Trade. So, a trade, sorry, a trade. With the D at the end, D, trade. Teach him a trade, teach him how to fix something, even though it's, but it's a mitzvah to teach your child a umnos. Now, what exactly are you allowed to discuss with the tutor? Everything? You allowed to hire him, talk about money? No. You allowed to ask him, are you available? Are you a t- tutor? But do not discuss money with him. Money is also to discuss. Stop. Shino Yidiya. To, to say, I would like to hire you right now, that's a suffolk if you're allowed to. This is a Shiloh. You talk to him, you say, listen, I'm interested, I heard you're a tutor, tell me about it, blah, blah, blah. That kind of stuff, yeah. Explains the Gemara. Your personal stuff, also to discuss on Shabbos. Your upcoming trip, your house that you're building, your chasana that you're making, also to discuss. So the word malach means ma'lacha. They explains Rashi in the second pshat. Malacha. In other words, like nothing, garnished. So let's remember that. Malach, simple cheshboinus, you're allowed to do on Shabbos. Something that passed, and we have to remember this for the upcoming question. Something in the past. How much my wedding cost me a year ago? In the future. So it says Mephorish. In the past, what happened in the past? How much it cost me? How much my car cost? Usr. Vishamalach. But stam, shtusim, nothing. We're turning to Dafkufnun Kufnun Amid Beis, sponsored by Shia 
Greenfield from Green Star Electrical Contracting. So that itself, by the way, is a contradiction. Why? Because Mabikach means nothing, things that are not important. And how much my car cost last year is also unimportant. But how much my car costs and how much my house costs, which are unimportant because nothing's going to come out of it, is Tama a, a piece of information that's usur. So why is Mabikach Mutter? What does Mabikach mean? Tomorrow will explain. Viramin, who have a contradiction, another one, I'm allowed to calculate things that are not necessary. What does that mean? But I can't, I can't calculate things that are important. A person tells his friend, I spent this amount of money on, on, uh, on payroll. This is how much my apartment cost. The future is also. But it says Mafurish that the past is mutter. We just said the past is usur. Are you allowed to discuss something about from the past or you're not? Over here it says it's mutter. I did in the past. Mutter. And right on the bottom of Kufnun Omid Aleph it says Vishavar Asur. Says the Gemara, Tamech, Your actual brisa, your brisa, forget about one brisa to the other, which is a contradiction, which the Gemara is asking, but within your brisa itself, which I pointed out, is a contradiction. It says, Sha'avar, a calculation from the past is Osir, and then it says, Mabikach, which is a nothing calculation, is Mutter. So what does Mabikach mean? A, 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 a previous calculation is also Mabikach, no? If you still owe money, then it's also because then it's important for you to know how much it is. And if you don't owe money, then it is mutter. Dr. Muzenkis, Shom Aleichem. Hold on a second. Great. Donnie Fine, Shom Aleichem. Hold on. I got to go to a different screen for a second. Just for Mr. Maslow. Shalom Aleichem. Simon Cohen, my voice is terrible. Nachshon. Mendy Erbach. Ay, ay, ay. Mendy, Mendy. Rocky Story official. Who else do we have? I, I can't. Oh! Jonathan Austin. I don't know if that's how you pronounce, pronounce his name, but you should go for the, for the sponsorship. Much appreciated. Okay. Says the Gemara, Ein Machshichin. Remember, you can't stand at the end of the Tchum. You can't walk from your house 2,000 Amis, and if you made an Erev, another 2,000 Amis, but let's say you didn't make an Erev, here's the year 2,000, you stop right here. You can't continue further. Torah Baron, Reboisai. I want you to think about this Maisa for a second. We're going to read a nice story. And think to yourselves, if I was a Magachir and had a few Talmidim, what is the lesson, and how would you word the lesson? Think about it. There was a story with a great chassid. He had an opening. Oh, my laptop is blocking again. Sorry, sorry. Thanks, Lauren. There was a mice of the chassid that he noticed that there's a breach in his fence on Shabbos. 
And he decided, okay, let me go fix it. It's Shabbos, let me go fix it. Now he forgot that it's Shabbos. He saw the bridge, he said, let me go fix it. And then he realized, whoa, wow, close call, I almost fixed it. Now, as we said yesterday, people forget that it's Shabbos sometimes, and within a second, they, they remind themselves. He's not going to go start building and completely forget. This chassid refrained from fixing the breach. And as an award for, so what happened? He thought about it in his mind, and because he thought about it in his mind, he punished himself, so to speak. He said, I'm never going to fix this breach. So what happened was, Nasalinais, but also by Tzlaf. Baruch Hu, by itself, this Tzlaf grew, we had this Tzlaf from Mesechus Brachas, and there's three things that you could eat from the Tzlaf, says Rashi. You have the berries, you have the shoots, you have the, the flower, and... And from there, he was able to sustain himself. He had a parnosa from it, from that tree. He was able to sustain himself and his entire family. What's the lesson? I think the lesson is that you never lose for going the extra mile for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even when you don't have to, HaKadosh Baruch Hu always pays back. And a lot more, you thought that you're not going to have, you're going to have a breach in your fence, you went that extra mile, you don't have to, it's the extra mile, things that you don't have to do. So again, you never lose for going the extra mile for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what it says there. HaKadosh Baruch Hu paid him back, Kefal Kaflai, Om Rav Yudom Shmuel, Mutu Adam Loim L'Chaveroi, Likrach Ploine Nehoilech L'Machar, you allowed to tell your friend, I'm going, this is a huge Chiddush, I'm going to, to this and this place. Why? Crazy chiddush. Shem yesh burgadim hoylech. So, I got a, a sefer from the Masifta people, and it has hundreds of pictures from the Masechus Erevin, but this picture is literally this big. There's like a dozen, two dozen, I don't know, a couple dozen pictures on one page. So I had to blow it up, so it's not 100%. But anyway, here's your city. I don't know if you can see the houses over here. In every 70 ama, there's a hut. A house, a hut. It doesn't have to be a real house, a hut. 70, 70. You could continue walking forever as long as there's a, there's a hut, a house, every 70.23 amas, two-thirds of amas. Fine. Says the Gemara, if there were huts every 70 ama, I would be allowed to walk. So today that there aren't any huts, I could still walk. Huge chiddush. In other words, I'm allowed to walk. It's just the lack of huts. Okay, so the huts are my... That's not a big deal. So now the Gemara is going to take this concept, this svara, and see if it really works. Maybe it doesn't work with other things. If I would have had this and this and that, if I would have had an Erov, if I would have had this, that. It says in our Mishnah, you're not allowed to stand at the, at the edge, waiting for Shabbos to be over, so you could go pick some fruit. There's no way around it. There's no Eruv when it comes to hiring people. So, fine, I get that part. But what about bringing fruit? Maybe. I have a way. I can make, build walls, make the whole thing all the way to my orchard and pick some fruit and bring them back home. Mishkach's law says the Gemara, like we explained in the Mishnah, but pears and chubar. 
You cannot do it because they are attached to the tree. So there's no way out of it. On Shabbos, you are stuck. You cannot cut the fruit on Shabbos. You're not allowed to go all the way to the end of the border of the Tchum so that you can bring straw and processed straw. So I can't bring cash straw because it's still attached to the ground. It's also for me to take it off the ground, to, to be kites. But how do you explain processed straw? It's already in a bundle. So what's the problem? Let me make mechitzos. According to your logic, that I can make burganim, I can make huts, pretend that there's huts. So pretend that there's a mechitza all the way to my straw, and I bring the straw all the way back home. So Gemara... Smelly straw, which is so smelly that it's mukta, I can't touch it on Shabbos. I have no way out of this. I'm allowed to go all the way to the end of the Tchum in order to do things for a kala and for the dead. I'm not allowed to go to the end of the Tchum so I can do a favor for my friend. So a f- similar favor I want to do for my friend, like I'll do for a kala. What's, what's an example? Just like a kala, you cut flowers for her, you cut hadasim, you make a whole chuppah made out of hadasim, so do for your friend. Now I can't cut hadasim on Shabbos, therefore I'm stuck. What exactly am I doing that's also for a dead person? So I want to bring him a coffin. And Tachrichim. Uktani Mesi Navalachaloi. Ask the Gemara the question that we had until now. But what's the big deal to carry a, a coffin? I just make Mechitis all the way to the coffin. I make the entire thing with Shusayach and then I can carry it. Just like I can make Burgonim. No, there's a Isser. I want to cut the Tachrichim. Cutting is Asr. And then I have no way out of it on Shabbos. You let it go all the way to the Tchum to watch your fruit. And once you're there, you grab some fruit after Shabbos. So now we're going to talk a little bit about Avdallah. What about Avdallah? It says, the, the mission doesn't say you're going to make Avdallah and grab fruit. It says you are there. So, so we're talking, it's a very technical Gemara. Just a problem, a technical problem. What about Avdallah? So I'll say, I made Avdallah. But how could you make Avdallah? You're out the out, outskirts of the city. How do you have wine? You don't have wine. You don't have a refrigerator. It's just technical. Okay, there's a halacha lemaisa also. I cannot do any melacha, even though it's already way past shkia, the whole thing. We can't do any melacha until you make Avdallah. Oh, but everybody makes Avdallah. At the at the end of the day, we had that whole sugim brachas. You have to make havdala on a cup of wine. It's not enough in Shemun And you'll tell me, okay, he did it. Who has a cup? Who has a, the whole thing? You have wine and a cup in a field. You, you just walk to the outskirts of the city. He sat there for hours with a cup. He came prepared. Yes. He's talking about the times of the wine pressing. He happens to be right there by the wine press, and there's plenty of wine, and there's plenty of cups, and he made Abdullah. 
otherwise known in our days, a refrigerator. There's a refrigerator right over there. This is what they say. We're very familiar with this. Like Matzah Shav, and you hit the elevator, you go up. Now Rashi says that certainly if you made Avdallah in Shemona Esrei, you don't need to say Hamadah Ben Kodesh So I guess people say Hamadah Ben Kodesh if they, they forget it in Shemona Esrei, and let's say you forgot Avdallah in Shemona Esrei, you want to go up the elevator, so you say Hamadah Ben Kodesh and then you push the button. But if you said in Shemona Esrei, there's absolutely no need to say Baruch Hamadah Ben Kodesh Now, it just happens to be that the riff, and Rabbi Nechanal say, that what the Gemara means over here, Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lechol, is with Shem Hashem. So you say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lechol, meaning, <coughs> excuse me, you're not going through, you're not doing that whole thing, you're making the abridged version, of Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lechol, but you say it with a bracha. That's not what we do. We do everything. And then they used to chop the wood. Have a wonderful Gishmaki day, Rabbi Sai. Amen. Everybody say you can unmute yourselves if you want. Or maybe you can't. Garrison. Let me see if I can. Oh. Ellie, we have Robert Lightman from Toronto, new also. Robert from Toronto, how you doing? Oh, you're saying Dr. Alan Rabinowitz from Toronto is in the base medrash now, that's what you said, right? Is he there today? Yeah, of course. I don't see him, but I believe you. He's there, he's there. Oh, here I see him, I see him now. How you doing, doctor? How's the Bismarck treating you? It's nice Bismarck, no? Yeah, but it's a little bit empty. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit of a problem. I can't help you with that. Uh, is the air conditioning on? Yes. Okay. Conditioning, coffee. Coffee, Givaldic. Givaldic. Well, Ellie, this morning the sponsorship from uh, Jonathan uh, Alston was also from uh, all the grandchildren. Oh, really? Okay, I hope he's not upset at us. Should we, you know what, we'll put it on tonight again, if, if, if he wants. I didn't. to you. Oh, Rabbi, Rabbi David. Beautiful, beautiful. Was Libby on? Libby heard it? You got him a balloon, Yeshua? Beautiful, beautiful. Yeshua, you're tzaddik. Yeshua, thank you very much. 
much. Beautiful. Unbelievable. Yeah. And as I was leaving, the car parked next to me was two religious people. I have a job. That's the way you're from. They said, I'm not going to finish. So I was wearing a mask. I didn't know, know who they were. So I said, oh, I'm going to finish. I'm part of MDY. So one of these guys said, what's that? I said, it's your belly savant. He's like, you'll meet you. And you'll see him, whatever. Finally, my name comes out. What's your name? Victor Foley. He says, oh, you look a lot different online. He says, corn blue. No way. <laughs> I listen, MDY, Meach the people. And did you tell him he looks different? <laughs> that is funny. Ellie, you'll, you'll want to say goodnight. Yoel, have a great night, Sadik.